Hello, movie friends. Welcome to the ninth episode of There Will Be Movie Reviews. I am your host, Ryan Holmes, and today with me, I have once again my father, Chris Holmes. Chris, dad, say hi to the audience. Hi, everyone. Wow, nine episodes. That is a lot. <laughs> Way to go, Ryan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about one great superhero series. It is probably my favorite superhero trilogy of all time. Uh, I love these movies so much, and they have changed uh, cinema and the superhero genre, like, completely. Um, we're going to be talking about the Dark Knight trilogy today. But first, uh, I just want to start off. We're going to do something a little bit different today, and we're going to be uh, talking about some the news in uh, film uh, this week. So, first to start off, on a sad note, sadly, Alma Wahlberg dies at the age of 78, the mother of Donnie and Mark Wahlberg. That's pretty... It's too bad. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, hmm. that's sad to hear. Yeah, um, yeah. On a, on a higher note, though, um, on April 17th, the Mission Impossible 7 cast was released that is supposed to be released uh, coming out um, this uh, coming winter or coming fall. Um, it, and it's going to star the same cast uh, from all before. So Tom Cruise, Ving Rhames, uh, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, and Angela Bassett and Vanessa Kirby from Mission Impossible Fallout. And then Frederick Schmidt and a few newcomers, uh, Haley Atwell, Poem Clementif, and Carrie Ulls, um, uh, some well-known actors uh, of the most recent years. But another great thing, an interesting thing, uh, Alfred Molina has spoiled a bit of the upcoming Spider-Man film that's supposed to come out this Christmas. So he explained how um, his story will return in the next upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home, which will include a digital de-aging of his character from the uh, Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. And uh, the director, John Watts, explained that uh, no one has really died from uh, the past Spider-Man films and um, an iteration of the story, which uh, I don't know if that's pretty crazy. Uh, there's going to be some, not only Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are going to be <clears throat> in the next Spider-Man, but so, there are rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in the next Spider-Man movie in a multiverse um, dynamic, which is going to be really interesting to see. I don't know about you. Uh, what, what do you think about that? Whoa, that's, that's, a lot to, that's a lot to absorb. How are they both going to be in it? Like in what capacity or how would they do that? Or why? Well, because Sony has a deal where they can include uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man in MCU films, and then he can also be in Sony films. And Sony, since Sony owns or is a part owner, technically, of the Spider-Man character, um, they can have the characters from Sony's, like Venom, cannot be... Um, included into the mcu it's very very confusing but what they're planning on doing is since sony has this whole deal they can incorporate whatever characters they want and it's going to be crazy but they're going to involve characters from the mcu and from um the sony marvel spider-man universe which is going to be crazy i think so you can have toby Maguire and andrew garfield in the same film we don't know it is rumored uh <laughs> tom holland and uh 
um, Kevin Feige denied those rumors, but it they have been on set, and we there's been photos and um, spottings of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in um, Atlanta, Georgia, where they there the MCU um, sets are and where they their corporate is. But another neat thing that's going on: so Indiana Jones Five is coming out in 2022, and they just announced that Mel- Mads Milkinson and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are going to be in the next film. I think that's pretty interesting. I feel like Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be that um, female ha- or that heroine character in the next Indiana Jones uh, film and kind of care- pass on- down that torch. I don't know about you. If you think that that's probably the same thing that's going to happen. Yeah, no, that sounds interesting. Harrison Ford's in it too? or He is in it too, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. Oh, right on. Oh, that's mm-hmm. going to be good. Uh, yeah, that'll uh, be fun. Mads Milkinson, who was the villain in um, Casino Royale, and he was also mm. he um, in the James Bond film, and he's going to be re- returning in, uh, or he's going to be uh, starring in this new uh, Indiana Jones film, which I think will be pretty interesting. I've seen him act in, uh, in a few films, and he's pretty good for the most mm. part, I think. But that that'll definitely be interesting. But yeah, so. Um, that was the news, everyone, uh, of what's going on in this week in film. But without further ado, I think we should uh, start talking about these three great films. Um, so I'll begin with discussing the just the the film in general and um, some of the unimportant stuff, really. <laughs> but um, it was released in June fifteenth, two thousand five. It stars. Batman Begins. This is uh, it stars Christian Bale, Katie Holmes, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Cillian Murphy, and Tom Wilkinson, and Liam Neeson. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, who's uh, pretty famous nowadays, and written by David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan. Um, it was nominated for one Oscar, Best Cinematography, huh. and this film's synopsis is after training with his mentor, Batman begins his fight to free crime ridden Gotham City from corruption. Uh, but yeah, I, I, obviously, if we want to discuss Batman Begins, I, I love how they incorporate these themes into each film and these very, very present themes. And um, each film, um, including Batman Begins, Dark Knight, in the Dark Knight Rises. So Batman Begins deals with the theme of fear. Dark Knight deals with the theme of chaos. And the Dark Knight Rises deals with the theme of pain. And uh, you can see that in the beginning of the film. They have those little clips uh, before. There's no titles at the beginning of uh, any of these films. And what they have is um, these bats flying. <laughs> the, the bats flying. And that's the one scene. And it shows um, the Batman logo. And that's the idea of fear, because obviously Bruce Wayne is um, afraid of bats in the beginning of the film. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about your thoughts on the beginning of uh, Batman Begins, of what you thought. Oh yeah, no, I love this trilogy. Like it, it's great. It's a really good take on uh, a superhero, and uh, especially the, the Batman, who's like uh, yeah, one of my favorite superheroes. Um, it's right up there. I think the only one that would compare would be Spider-Man. But um, yeah, no, Batman's definitely a cool character. Uh, the movie itself is really, uh, really interesting. Um, 
uh, yeah, I like the way that it, uh, I like the way that it starts out, um, and, uh, how it carries on, uh, throughout with, uh, the training and sort of how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Yeah, this was a much more serious film, uh, a superhero film to begin with. It really, this entire series in general changed the whole look and feel and it changed it made uh, audience see that comic book films can be serious and it changed that and obviously looking back at um you know other batman films we see very very campy even if you think even if like people believe that batman 1989 with michael keaton had changed um the look in the landscape of the film it still is very very cheesy and corny you know um and uh, it's even in and go, going back further it's even more cornier with adam west batman um like that but this really changed even any film you look at um yeah any any film you you any superhero film you look at it's so much different and it, it looks so much different and better it looks real it feels real like this could actually uh these things could actually happen. You could actually see a Batman, you know, occurring in say New York city. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, the better things about having Batman as a character is like, he doesn't have like necessarily any superpowers, you know, like the, basically he's got his wealth uh, behind him in order to get him all the gadgets and all that sort of stuff uh, as well as the training and, you know, the fortitude. So yeah, that's kind of what's cool about Batman is like uh uh, especially when you're a young kid it's very relatable um yeah you know it's uh yeah it, in in the sense that you know it's like you can um you just sort of picture what what uh you can almost picture how how batman evolves yeah yeah no w what i love about batman begins is the idea there's almost no there is a villain, but it, it, it the film isn't supposed to be um, hero versus villain, protagonist against antagonist. It it really deals with um, Bruce Wayne and Batman dealing with his fear and his guilt over his parents' death, um, and that, that's a huge part of who Batman's character is. And you know, in previous films, they don't really uh, talk about that as much. They have little scenes, but this really dives deep into Batman's backstory and how he became and how he felt. So about the training sequence, they use flashbacks and they use um, scenes to develop his character physically and mentally. You know, you see scenes where he, he witnesses his parents' death and that's how he deals with the fear of guilt um, over his parents' death. And, you know, Ra's al Ghul, Liam Neeson's character, um, discusses that with Bruce Wayne and helps him get over that fear and develop say physically or mentally and then another scene is when they have a flashback of him in court um in in the court and he sees his parents uh murderer there and he almost kills the person and he it's him dealing with that fear of uh of vengeance versus revenge or, or justice versus revenge and he believes that they are too but he learns from his training that they are they really aren't the same um uh, another thing that, that's what really you can believe then that batman has and bruce wayne has actually um has actually learned from he has actually learned um physically and mentally how to be the batman and how to be um a 
better himself as Bruce Wayne. Um, I, have a, I have a question though. So how do you think, because uh, there's people have very different uh, views on, you know, they're very sensitive with their, um, their casting and their idea of who Batman should be and who's the best Batman. But how do you think, how do you think uh, Christian Bale does as uh, not only Batman, but Bruce Wayne, because they're two different, very uh, characters, they're, uh, very different alter egos. Uh, but how do you, how do you feel about that? Idea? Oh, I, yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, as far as uh, character goes, if you're looking at Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer, George Clooney, like, uh, and even Ben Affleck, it, by far Christian Bale does the best job of uh, portraying Batman. Like he has the best script, obviously, and and uh, uh, to work with. So, uh, but yeah, definitely he he would be the best. He's far above any of the others. Yeah, definitely. I, I would think. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you there. He, uh, again, the script is so much better too. It, it's more about uh, developing uh, Bruce Wayne's character because he's such an interesting character to study. And you can see he's he, he changes so much over the three films and he develops so much over the three films. There's almost, you can almost say that there's three versions of Bruce Wayne. You know, there's Batman, there's uh, Bruce Wayne when he's with, say, Rachel and Alfred, and then there's Bruce Wayne in the public where he's that uh, billionaire playboy mm. philanthropist. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and he he does a good job in each one, and you know he does just a solid good job. He doesn't try and do anything really different with it, like take it a different route uh, where he's like evil, um, or as we've seen in some other films, um, or where he's like shooting people, and that's one of bruce wayne and batman's methods you know he doesn't kill and that that's a present uh theme throughout batman begins too is because he, what makes him different from say the league of shadows is that he will not kill um he will not kill and so that's what and that's what proves him to be better than those people um another yeah. thing another thing about that is it this film isn't person versus personal it, it's not only person versus person but it's also person versus uh people so the against the city and he's dealing with trying to bring gotham into out of this like horrible place it's literally run by uh gangsters and that's a really interesting idea of the story and what what i love and how batman is able to get make people feared of him and and um i love that line um uh, what does he say? It's uh, uh, Michael Caine. Alfred asks, uh, why bats, Mr. Wayne? He goes, bats frighten me. Time my uh, enemies uh, see or f see my dread or uh, fear my dread. I think it was something like that. But Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that line. And uh, that's the whole idea of him being able to use his own fear to right. uh, put it into the into his enemies. But yeah, um, I don't know if, if you have anything more to say about Ma Batman Begins. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, the uh, what was different about it from, like, some of the other Batman movies would be certainly the gadgets and the Batmobile itself is, like, a really cool concept with the military-style vehicle that it had. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, just the take on it in general is, like, uh, very different. I love all the, you know, the sophisticated devices that he has and... Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff it was really cool. Yeah, totally. Um, I think I think that's pretty much uh, sums 
Batman Begins up, but uh, if you want to talk about The Dark Knight, um, so The Dark Knight was released in July 18th, uh, 2008, stars Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Caine, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Aaron Eckhart, uh, Heath Ledger, Morgan Freeman, and Gary Oldman. Again, directed by Christopher Nolan, um, now written by Christopher Nolan uh, and his brother Jonathan Nolan and David S. Goyer. Uh, and it was nominated for eight Oscars. And this oh, film is wow. It was it, yeah, I know. It, it the thing was though, it wasn't nominated for best picture, which kind of pisses me off because this film and that actually changed um, the whole idea of the Oscars is that they made it instead of five films they nominated, they changed it to uh, up to ten. And the next the following year, because people were so um, and like angry with that. The Dark Knight wasn't nominated that year for Best Picture because obviously it was one of the best films of the year. I don't know if you can agree because I didn't see it in that year, but uh, I don't know if it was like one of your top three movies of 2008 or definitely even that uh, top or the, your favorite movie of that year. Yeah, no, I actually saw this movie in the theater and I was just, I was blown away. Like I could tell right from the start that it was going to be a good movie. And, um, you know, I, uh, whoever I was with, I think they were sick, but I sort of, force them to stay in the theater with me <laughs> because uh, I just uh, the movie was so good and it was so great to be able to see it in the theater too so oh, yeah, yeah I was just fortunate that way I, I the only uh, yeah. I did have one question about it um Maggie Gyllenhaal now she is like how come Katie Holmes didn't uh continue so, on to that Katie Holmes it's actually um she decided not to sign up he was she was offered Christopher Nolan offered uh, for her to be in this film, but she took up another film uh, instead to do, and it ended up being a horrible movie. I forget what it was. It was with Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah, and she it, like this comedy film, and she oh. and she uh, turned down the role, and they gave it to Maggie Gyllenhaal. They actually offered they also offered it to um, Emily Blunt, uh, Isla Fisher. Um, and there was a couple more. Um, yeah, like, because Katie Holmes was good in the first one. Like, I did, yeah. like, there was no reason to replace her. She's, I, I think she's better than Maggie Gyllenhaal, honestly. But Yeah, I, to me, I, that, that really didn't affect me. I, I, think, I, I think both performances were uh, equal to me. I, I didn't really have a, uh, an issue with either. There was no, yeah. there was no, it, I mean, she's not, she's an important character, but she's not, they're not um, challenging roles. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're not <laughs> yeah. a challenging role. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're important to say her character is more a symbol and, and important to um, right. to Bruce, Bruce Wayne, and uh, how she's she's kind of that hope um, in, say, Gotham and in him and himself. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, yeah, another part of this The Dark Knight to highlight is definitely Heath Ledger's performance, man. Like, yeah. that is great. So, when when it, the casting came out, they were just the audience or people were like so mad at Heath Ledger because he's this kind of known before as uh, you know romantic comedy and this uh, this blonde you know like uh, you know this blonde handsome uh, actor that nobody assumes is like gonna be have this do this incredible role uh, as a Joker and do a good job as a, I don't know what did you think did, when you. Uh, yeah, that's a good, well, I think that's a good point because, yeah, he's like totally covered up his appearance. <laughs> like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he's not handsome in this movie, that's for sure. Um, uh, 
but yeah, I think the role was awesome. He, uh, you know, no one's played the Joker better. Jack Nicholson, I guess what you could say came close. Yeah. And I don't uh, like um, the new Joker, I, you know, with Joaquin Phoenix. I think that's, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I, it's kind of ridiculous, but oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, debate there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not with me per se, but there's definitely people that would disagree with you. But, yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I think personally, I think Heath Ledger has the best performance yeah. uh, out of any Joker. He's he's more of an anarchist in this film, and he's 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 like a he's like a terrorist uh, too. Right, it's more plausible too. Like if you look at the and I don't want to pick on that movie all night, but like if you look at that movie compared to uh, like this one, it's just like it's not realistic. Like that this little mild mannered. Um, person becomes like the super villain it's just not yeah yeah i'm just not buying it yeah um whereas with the yeah with the heath ledger portrayal like it's totally it's good it's like he's he's evil and uh and and i like that he's got like some intelligence to him and he's got all these sophisticated plans and all that kind of stuff and you know the opening sequence to the movie too where you know it's like uh and i love heist films but um that opening sequence when it's got like this well-planned out heist yeah uh, it's a little contrived where they kill all of the jokers along the way like uh systematically killing them one by one after they've completed their tasks but yeah uh other than that like it's it's a really cool scene you know and then leaving with the buses after it's cool i i wrote down i just wrote down joker is smart because throughout this film he's he like you can you believe that he's genius he comes up with these awesome plans where he's tricking people with their in their mind and um yeah he's messing up with people's emotions too And, and that's a prevalent uh uh, theme is uh the chaos throughout this film uh-huh. um that whole idea of you know uh, joker's kind of he <laughs> the great line that i love is uh, so uh, michael kane or alfred with his words of wisdom he says some men um aren't are, are just want to watch lo- watch the world burn and i thought that was just a great yeah line it's, that, it's, that is a good line yeah that that's that sums him up pretty well yeah he just, you know, yeah he's just yeah he's chaos right that's right yeah it, yeah it's imperfectly with the theme yeah and, yeah and I, I love like he another thing is he batman when he's on the roof and at the end of the film when and he's hanging him uh in the skyline or, or in the in the in the um building he he says you know you're trying to look show that people are just as ugly as you but they're really not and then then he tells them about harvey dent because harvey dent is known as this he's another symbol that represents that um good from evil and and there's another great line you know um you either kill or you either uh die here or live long enough to see yourself become a villain and that that foreshadows him becoming this villain and it's because uh, Harvey Dent is he's known as the white knight of Gotham you know that other that alter ego I guess to Batman or that other that other version of Batman um, and I enjoy how he's turned into this horrible person because of the pain and, and suffering and Joker's ultimately done that and that's what one of the th- themes of that film is that he's able to just show um joker is able to show the ugliness and true people and find the true versions of that um of that person and how terrible they can be and he, he loves seeing that and then again he's just that 
chaotic character that just wants to watch the world burn. And those themes relate to not only Gotham City, but characters like, again, um, Two-Face, Harvey Dent. And how do you, how do you like uh, Harvey Dent's character? Like, how do you feel about Aaron Eckhart's portrayal? Oh, no, I think he played it really well. Yeah, yeah. the only thing that I, you know, the only criticism I would have about, like, uh, it's not the role itself. It's the fact that uh, I think too easily he flips to, like, it, it's almost like the Anakin Skywalker thing. It's like, it kind of comes almost out of nowhere that they flip to the dark side. And, like, I get the reason for it, and he's hurt, and, you know, like, it, you know his girlfriend died and the whole thing but i don't know it happened a little too quickly i think oh yeah yeah i can see that but like again i think he's you can there's little hints though at his character that he is evil because i i can argue with that because there's a scene where he almost kills the guy that has him this he has a little um name tag and it's when um the commissioner dies uh, before Commissioner Gordon, um, right. and he takes him out uh, into like uh, an alley, and then he almost, he threatens to kill him because he has Rachel Dawes written there, and so that's foreshadowing that he is he has that evil in him, and he's he's willing to kill somebody. Yeah, so, I don't know. Like I, I I don't know if I would say it's evil. Uh, definitely anger, and mm-hmm. like that's okay. Uh, that's a better but, word, like, yeah. Even he, he was uncorruptible throughout the whole movie. You would think that someone would that would flip would have at least been uh, prone to taking the bribes and you know prone to all the corruption that was going on there uh, beforehand. But anyway, I mean, it's just like it's a small criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you've got to get it, him to flip at uh, at some point somehow. Yeah. So it, it uh, you know on some level, I guess it works. Uh, and another good thing about this film is the action sequences. I think they've they've oh, had a yeah. step up from uh, Batman Begins. There is some no great kidding. action. Yes, the, the yeah. practical effects. You know, almost there's almost no CGI in this film. Oh no, really? Really? Yeah. No, uh. Christopher Nolan. That's no. He's known uh. for that. He hates using CGI. He loves using practical effects for his films. Uh. And um, you know, there's there's so many great sequences. And there's that. Here's a little fun fact: is that that scene in the in the hospital where Joker he's he clicks a button, and in reality, it didn't actually go off. So he just improvised and like started tapping it a bunch, like in, in as yes, it, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. And then and then it actually yeah, went that's... off, which is just brilliant. <laughs> it worked yeah. out perfectly. No one, yeah, yeah. he yeah. was able to work with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. and obviously the best action sequence in that whole movie is like, uh, you know, this one, the, the one I love, where he's yeah. like, uh, again, it's like similar to like a well orchestrated heist sequence where. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Morgan Freeman goes in there, plants the cell phone, like takes like the dimensions of uh, uh, the office where uh, what's the guy's name that's hi- hiding out there? Lau. The, the, Lau is hiding out. And then, uh, you know, he's uh, yeah, up on the tower, like flies, you know, jumps off mm-hmm. this high rise building, smashes through a window after, the, you know, shooting these uh, explosive devices on the, the panes of glass. And oh, it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a re- it's a really cool sequence. Totally, yeah, I, it is. There, there's plenty of other ones. I, I love, and this is the first film where they have the bat pod in it too, which is I mm. think is, is awesome. It's, right, it's where you know <laughs> that crazy motorcycle. It's and I, I love that entire. I love that. Um, yeah, 
it's a little it's a little like crazy like almost to the point where it's like not believable but it's still um pretty yeah. awesome yeah it's a yeah it's a pretty bulky mo motorcycle and like big tires and everything like that but again <laughs> like if you're looking at like some sort of military type device you know where you can't shoot the tires out and yeah. you know that that sort of thing then it does work yeah i think yeah. it works yeah totally um and I, I just wanted to say this other fun fact but like so the first four days of scheduling shoot uh scheduled shooting resulted in no film being ruled and instead uh christopher nolan screened two movies per day with his cast and crew so he screened heat uh cat people oh Simpson really King. yeah that King, is so interesting huh. king kong batman begins black sunday a clockwork orange and stalag 17 so i knew a clockwork yeah yeah um, and uh, when i heard heat i was like oh yeah that's it's a high school uh, yeah so that's um and uh, yeah and like a clockwork orange a lot of heath ledger's character was based off of a um alex large yeah, Malcolm yeah. McDowell's uh, role is Alex Large from A Clockwork Orange. Well, it, yeah, can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell some, yeah. yeah, you can tell some similarities. There's evil there, and it, it's perfect. Like that's where, and also, yeah, you, you can really tell these uh, borrowed some of some attributes and like yeah. ticks. Those are great movies to draw from, and they, and that's part of what makes it such a great movie is when you do stuff like that. I guess, uh, yeah, and put, put it together. It helps you with your vision for sure. I would yeah, think. It, totally. Yeah, there's and um, there's yeah another thing about the the Dark Knight. Before we go on to, um, I think if you have anything else to say um, about the Dark Knight, but it, another thing if, uh, that's really interesting is uh, according to Christopher Nolan, Bruce Wayne reason for needing a new bat suit is to be more fast and agile. And in fact, the real reasons why Nolan wanted a new bat suit was to redesign. And if you notice, because he can't move his neck and in every other film, they every Batman has to turn their entire yeah, I, torso yeah. to move. And so they finally did that. And I thought that was pretty- No, that's good. Yeah, you definitely need that. Uh, like you, you, to be, you, to, if you want to buy into it, then yeah, you need that flexibility, especially if you're doing karate all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, totally. But um, if you uh, if you have anything else to say about the Dark Knight, Dark Knight? No, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Um, so the Dark Knight Rises released in July twentieth, two thousand twelve, stars Christian Bale, Anne Hathaway, Tom Hardy, Marianne Cotillard, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gary Oldman, and Matthew Modine, and directed by Christopher Nolan again, uh, obviously, and then written by. Chris Nolan, Jonathan Nolan, and the same uh, other same writer, David S. Goyer. So this film, eight years after Joker's reign of anarchy, Batman, with the help of his, uh, it, with the help of Catwoman, is forced for from his exile to save Gotham City from the brutal uh, terrorist Bane. Um, how do you feel about this film? How do you? Like oh. What a great list of actors! Tom Hardy, yeah. like, uh, he's he's good in everything he does. He's he's great in this. He's mm. perfect as Bane, as like very uh, the big intimidating, larger than life uh, super villain. Yeah. Is perfect. Yeah, a great great villain, great character. It, 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 yeah, if you notice in all these films, there is a like no matter what, there is like a great list of actors, man. Like yeah, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, and like, <laughs> no kidding, yeah. It's like yeah. it's ridiculous, and who wouldn't want to be a part of these films? Though you know, oh. there, there's something. It's also something oh, different Holmes. for actors. 
There, oh yeah that's true no, i don't know why she's an <laughs> idiot for not wanting to be a part of these movies or not wanting to be a part of the dark knight um and uh so but like gary oldman and Mar morgan freeman you know it's it's a different film for them to do i think but at the same time it's very similar to their comfort zone because it's you know it's it's like a heist film it's it dealing mm. with the character development whereas you know, a lot of other superhero movies they do deal with that but in in that type of idea but they're not similar to um you know say other heist films or dramatic films that we see uh today and so i think that's the attachment there is just that it, it's it, it's a little different and also you got that you know you have this great already christopher nolan a great director and then it, it's a great character batman who wouldn't want to be a part of that and so yeah. Uh, it's probably a great script it's reading that script is probably you know, very convincing too you know no matter what he's he's always got a great script yeah um, that op that opening sequence there with the yeah where bane's uh, the, you got the two planes joined together you know and say like, again it's one of these like big sophisticated almost heist type sequences yeah it's really cool yeah yeah, yeah attaching to the plane and yeah lots of action it's like it's different yeah and uh, yeah, I like the fact that uh, what you said earlier about not using CGI for any of that stuff, I think it does make a difference. Yeah, yeah, it does. It 100% does. It, it makes it feel so much more real and true, it, it, authentic, it, uh, very much more original. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about it, it, like, is another thing about these films is the villains are so good, I feel. Mm. It, they're, they're really, really convincing to me. Uh, I, you know, like... like um, with this movie, uh, with this film, Bane is such a, yeah, again, he's that brooding, like, crazy character, or that, and convincing, too. He he has these, <laughs> I noticed how, like, he's, like, not only, like, Bane and um, Joker are actually really good, like, public speakers. <laughs> like, they have, yeah. the, they, <laughs> they're, That's like, right. they're great, at, they're great <laughs> yeah. at public speaking. Like, they are, I like, know, they must have taken Dale Carnegie or something. I know, they're, they're like, great speakers. It's it's hilarious, actually. Um, and even Razal Ghul is, like, a, a, like, he's this mentor, this, like, you know, very, very, like, uh, suave and um, very, very... Um, yeah, again, like sophisticated mentor to Batman and has these words that words of wisdom. Uh, and then, but not only like Joker and uh, Bane are very, very great public speak speakers, which is kind of funny. And um, uh, and it's something interesting I, I found is like, according to the costume designer, um, um, Linda, Lindy Hemming, she took two years to design Bane's coat and it was inspired by a Swedish army jacket in a French Revolution uh, coat to make Bane look mm. equally dictate dictatorial and revolutionary and mm. that's the idea of this film again it deals with that theme of pain and um something that's present in this film is the idea that whenever bruce wayne comes to or whenever um bruce wayne is in uh gotham city it just brings him more pain and uh michael kane discusses that i mean how he wants he foreshadows how he he takes a trip to Italy and, or France. I'm not sure where it was. And, um, and he, he wishes that he sees um, Bruce Wayne with a wife and a couple of kids, maybe. And he knows that he had made it. And I, I love that scene. It, it's very, very emotional and very touching. And uh, ultimately, finally, at, at the end of the film, he's made it, uh, Batman. And I, I love that 
Cole, it, it sums it up completely. He has made it and he has been out of this pain from uh, dealing with, um, he's out of this pain that he's felt uh, for say maybe the three years. It's not as present, uh, but much more present in um, The Dark Knight Rises, which I love. It, it's it's throughout the entire film. Um, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, yeah, you're definitely seeing like a weaker version of Batman, which is interesting too. So you've got yeah. like this, um, he, he, yeah, he's definitely not, not the same Batman uh, through parts of the movie. Um, uh, and, you know, the Bane Saren takes advantage of that. And you really see like, uh, yeah, this, this aging version of uh, the superhero and uh, and how he's weak and uh, at certain points and and then uh, yeah gets sent off to I don't know where that where's that hole uh, located it where, was in uh, I'm not sure I have to, it's like uh, in Asia somewhere or something yeah. like that isn't it it's like it's not even in the states as far no yeah he's all the way in he's somewhere in Asia he's he's far he's wherever. why didn't Bane kill him there. Oh no! Because the reason he said he um, he goes he wants him to know that he oh, wants right, to see yeah. Gotham City die in yeah. front of his eyes, and then he says, "Then I have permission. Then you have my permission to die." And then yeah, um, which is it, it's kind of it's a more artistic type of thing. There, it's not just it's not really yeah. It's kind of like, like this. Yeah, it's like a James Bond kind of thing where <laughs> instead of killing the. the you know, nipping in the bud, you you'd let the uh, the hero live, and yeah, totally. It, it, what another thing about Batman's character in this film is he he doesn't um, he's not really he, yeah. Like I, I noticed how he just he very quickly comes out of uh, that retirement, I guess, or that um, stage where he's where in that those eight years quickly, and he he goes quickly to becoming uh fighting bane and almost like he without a hesitation and it's i don't you know it's like it's almost it's un, that's the part part where i don't it wasn't believable to me because he comes mm. out of this very very quickly and he fights bane like all of a sudden without really that as much of a um with that without much knowledge and um yeah, about him, and it, it's and then he ultimately he breaks his back, and I think that's another thing is like it, it's so he can redeem his skills and rise as the Dark Knight rises. And, yeah, yeah. Um, to ultimately yeah. defeat him. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah. Um, if you're gonna say anything, yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I'd agree with that, and like it's like. A, it goes back to this point too, where like uh, he, he doesn't believe in. I, I guess at some point he says he doesn't believe in guns and he doesn't believe in killing someone. But like this dude's like put a nuclear bomb in the middle of his <laughs> a city. Like I mean, I think it's okay to kill the guy, you know, like or shoot him. Then it's almost irresponsible <laughs> not to. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I guess it's I not a, as interesting a movie then. But. Yeah, totally. It's um. I, I, what I enjoy though about this film is the um, I, I I like how he how Bane he he wants he's trying to his reason for this is to fulfill Ra's al Ghul's destiny 
um, which is it, it brings back to that idea that he's never fully Batman has never fully gotten away from his past of Ra's al Ghul, and he's never gotten away from yeah. that, um, which is interesting to me. And it bring it brings him again pain and tragedy, um, which is interesting to me. And then I also love how instead of being at the end of the film where they have where um say the bad guy is taking over or the bad guy is doing something it happens very very quickly where he's bane has taken over the entire um city he's taken over it it, it, do you think that's believable or do you think it's like no but it's okay (laughs) i was able it's not one of those things where i wasn't able to spend disbelief on it like i can sort of buy into it because um he has set up like and and again it goes back to that high scene i don't want to beat the beat up like uh beat on it too much but Mm -hmm. um he has set up like the uh, the trucks that are going around, and one of them um, has the the nuclear device in it, and all that kind of stuff. So, and he does have a team uh, mm-hmm. working with him, which you definitely would need. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like uh, it, from the surface, it seems okay. Um, yeah. You know, without you know digging too deep into it. Just on a like, on another note, the the League of Shadows that he's in, that Bane's a part of, and yeah. that Bruce was almost a part of. Like, um, what what are they trying to achieve exactly? They want they were trying to destroy Gotham City ultimately at the very be- at the beginning of the f- of Batman Begins. That's their goal. Is they, it can't it, be fixed? In other words, it, it, yeah, so they want to wipe the fixed. whole thing. Yeah, okay. it can't be fixed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so they and they see it as this just horrible, terrible written world and place uh, Gotham City is. And, and that's, and then, so I think that's, it's kind of a, almost a revenge tale because Bane wants to get revenge for what you say, you know, cause I guess technically Batman yes. killed Ra's al Ghul. Like he, yeah. in, in a way, or he let, or he let him die. Because um, he says, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Um, and that, that's what he's trying to do and avenge, avenge him uh, in a way. Um, it's, um, but yeah, it's totally, I, I, I think, yeah. what do you think is the best, um, if we want to go a little bit ahead, what do you think is the best, uh, of these three movies though? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, uh, Batman Begins is the weakest by far, in my opinion. I think you do. The, Why? Yeah. Uh, I think the Liam Neeson character is like, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, to be honest, like uh, for the first uh, half of the movie, I guess, when they're trying to establish, I guess, what's going on and why Bruce is there and what's happening and all that kind of stuff. It was just, uh, uh, it, it, everything seemed a little bit disconnected to me. And it wasn't like, really, yeah, it wasn't exactly clear, you know, mm why Bruce was there in the first place. Maybe you can answer that. Like, I know he's looking for some sort of fulfillment, I guess, but. He is. He's um, trying to, he's trying to like get away from his past. There is um, his guilt too. And he, he go, he flees to um, wherever it was. I'm not sure if it was. The Himalayas it looked like. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he, he flees there because you see him at the very end of, after he talks to, um, Falcone 
and yeah. in Batman Begins in the bar, he talks about how he can't, he isn't this, he isn't this troubled person or he isn't really, he, he lives a, a happy or a, a decent life, but he really doesn't. And then he flees and goes to, I think he has this guilt that he hasn't really truly um, felt the right amount of guilt that he, he should, I guess. Um it's hard to explain. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like he, he has this. Yeah, again, he he just has this guilt that he's had for his right. whole entire oh, life. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to get away from it, and that's when uh. he goes to the Himalayas, and um, that's what I think. But what do you what yeah. do you think's next? Or uh, oh, okay, the next back yeah. one. I, it's pretty hard to say between the two of them. The only reason I would really? like the um, uh, between oh. Between Dark Knight Rises and The Dark Knight, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really good things about both of them. Um, I think uh, Dark Knight Rises is a little too long, like, um, yeah. which uh, uh, lowers my, uh, I guess, overall rating of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like The Dark Knight was the right length. It had the right amount of action in it. It was like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to me that one would be the best. But um, yeah, because you're you're a little iffy on the two, or like you're little. You're. Very... I like them. I like them both, but uh, I think I like Dark Knight a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Did you did you like um the Dark Knight Rises a little bit more after you watched it today or? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, and, and that's another thing too. It's like um for whatever reason the dark knight has stuck more in my mind and then i had forgotten a lot about what had happened with uh batman begins and and the dark knight yeah, rises yeah, totally. so yeah and yeah yeah for you know who is good in it is uh oh god there's a couple of good things. ben mendelson is really good in uh, dark knight rises yeah and oh, uh yeah Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it's sort of weird how they left it off at the end, how, like, he's Robin, I guess, mm -hmm. and then uh, they never took that anywhere. Uh, do you know if they were intended to, or what? No, no. I hmm. think, okay, this is this is the reason why I like The Dark Knight Rises more, is because it perfectly finishes off the, the series. Well, it's the got trilogy. a cliffhanger at the end. No, no, no. It, it's it's meant to. No, that's not what it means. I think it, what it means is he's he's carrying on that legacy of Batman. That's what he's supposed to do. You know that after that, right. the legacy of Batman will continue with uh, Blake's character, Robin, right. and that's what what I think. It, it's not it, to me. It wasn't a cliffhanger. It was he was carrying on that legacy in or that not, world. I guess it's not a cliffhanger, but yeah, it's like you're um, uh, you're getting like a, a little taste of what's to come in the future is usually yeah. what's happening with there when they have the reveal it's almost yeah. like you know like they had in uh, uh in batman begins you know you have the joker card at the end of the movie yeah totally. you know so it's like uh, that sort of leading you to think that there's going to be another movie with yeah. uh joseph gordon lovett as robin well, I think, yeah, I think that's the thing about what makes, I I, re, I think I like The Dark Knight Rises better than The Dark Knight, and it's just because, and it's that one thing that just makes it better is that it, it, it perf, I feel like it did, it did such a good job at finishing off that trilogy, and it, I, people will disagree with me, I know, but no, I feel I think it, it did a good job, yeah. It, it, uh, but like, it, it's true though, no, there's a lot of like, people that debate like that Dark Knight is just by far the best which it's it, it don't get me wrong it's incredible 
Um, but I feel the Dark Knight Rises it finishes off the series well. And I, I like the length that I, I could go for even if it was a bit longer, like if they added oh. like a few more scenes, I could, I could have that, you know, I, I like that in oh. a movie, you know, I, if especially it's Batman oh, so it's like a I TV watch show, Batman all day long, man. But yeah, it's, it's no, it's uh, good. Yeah. When Christopher Nolan does it, he certainly does it well. So. He does. Yeah. It's very, very different from any other any other superhero film, any other Batman movie, any other DC, Marvel, you know. But, hmm. uh, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up the three. Yeah. But um, before we finish it off, um, my dad and I would like to do a little segment where we uh, debate or talk about um, just a, a little subject about film and uh, a little discussion about a film very, very quickly before we uh, end things off, I think. But, um so what we're going to do today is we're going to say our top three actors of all time and why. So Male actors, yeah. Male actors, yes, male actors. So, um, Dad, you can go first if you would like. Um, sure, all right. Uh, oh, I lost my list here, but uh, I do know it. Um, okay. So, yeah, my top three. Number one I had was... Uh, is this uh, uh is this your your favorite or the top one or is it's, it it's it's hard because I don't really have like um favorites these are like um actors that probably are bankable and I've, I really liked all of the movies that they're in and mm -hmm. like a, nothing really bad to say about uh, anything that they've done um number one is probably one that overlaps with you and that would be I would pick Tom Hanks so he'd be yeah he'd be in the top three for sure like with the movies that he's done and like uh you know saving private ryan apollo 13 philadelphia um uh i mean the, the list goes on and on and on he's totally bankable i mean uh captain phillips like you know obviously just it goes on forever the list mm -hmm. of movies that he's done and um uh he's great in all of them so um mm -hmm. that that would be one actor that i had uh my second would be uh clint eastwood and it's just oh. like growing up with the dirty hairy movies and uh movie unforgiven um yeah it's just lots of movies yeah i guess it's more of a nostalgic pick than anything but yeah i've yeah. got clint eastwood in there just for all the yeah all the things that he's done uh and then the last one that I had in my list was um, Brian Cranston. And it's Brian just Cranston. like a huge Breaking Bad fan. Brian Cranston's the, like, a, he acted that perfectly. Yeah. And then he's been great in other movies. He hasn't necessarily had the leading role in um, many movies. Uh, this new series that he's got out right now. Um, oh, Judging Your Honor. Your Honor. Yeah, he's he's great in that. Um Argo, uh, mm. The Infiltrator, you know. Yeah, and he was nominated for an Oscar. I, I don't know if you've seen the movie Trumbo. Um, it's about, a, he's a screenwriter in the film. Oh, um, no, I haven't seen that. Ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he was nominated. Yeah, he was nominated um, same year Leo won. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is, are you finished with that or? Yeah, I had a couple of runners yeah, up. Cool. Was, uh, like oh, yeah. I was close with uh, Sean Penn and Brad Pitt were yeah. on my list as well. But like I, know I was debating what the top three would be. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. At this point in time, that's what it is. It could change at any time, I guess. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So I'll start with I I, I me I tried to pick um what one would be number one and like who is the best of all time who I thought mm. but um from three to I'll go from the third one first. So so Leonardo DiCaprio I had was my number three because um first of all there's almost not you can't it's hard to find like a movie that he was in that wasn't really bad there there might be you know some people could debate um i've heard people say that the beach is bad um but that's oh no the beach is a great movie yeah yeah i don't know it's really good he's awesome in that no yeah. no but I, like I, I, yeah He's always he's always got this again he's he's very very emotional with his films it, it's very very believable um he's he's always he's and he's been able to transfer himself uh you know from that heartthrob uh, actor in the 90s to a very much more serious and, and also he's got that great relationship with Scorsese he's been in uh he's been in Tarantino films two Tarantino films and he's got you know a great list yeah. with Scorsese with um um, you know, Gangs of New York, uh, The Aviator, The Departed, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Catch Me If You Can. He's awesome in that. Yeah, That's a really uh, good there movie. There you go. Yeah, yeah there's the Tom Hanks. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, and then um, what other? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street and he's and uh, Shutter Island he was also in. And he's got the, he's always, he always, yeah, he's great so believable. Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and again, he's, he's able to, like, form into different uh you know this completely different role like say from romeo from romeo and juliet to freaking the yeah the jordan belford and the wolf of wall street it's two completely yeah. he, he's so transformable and um for my number two and this is kind of maybe it's biased i, I don't know but like I, I just always will always love brad pitt uh, yeah. you know anything he's in he's just got this cool presence to him that's always you know he, he i noticed that he is sometimes like himself in a lot of the movies he's in like you know uh obviously once upon <laughs> yeah. a time in hollywood he i think he's very similar to himself you know he just he, he mentioned when he won the sag award you know it's just a very hard role for me sit down get high and uh <laughs> hang around all, all, all day long it's just like oh, it's very very difficult for me to portray but you know he, he's just a very very likable uh actor and no matter and again he's somebody that no matter what role he's in, it will always be good. I feel like, you know, whatever, or whatever film he's in, you know, he's got the ocean series on his back. He's Moneyball. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He's in glorious bastards. Uh, um, a ton of, a ton of movies. He's, he's in a ton. He, he's, he's great. And everything, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, even like he's different. Um, yeah, you know, um, what a true romance, uh, Thelma and Louise, um, yeah, true romance. Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious in true romance. He's a great yeah. character, and he's he, he kind of and he also he kind of uh, blew up around the same time as Leo did. Even though Leo's a uh, you know a few uh, about like ten years younger than he is, but um you know this and that's where like, I could it was hard to choose who was who'd be two and three. But uh, I'll always love them. And for number one, uh, I thought you know anyone can agree with this too. I feel is uh robert de niro i think yeah he, he has this presence in every film he's in that is just so big and you every time you watch the screen you were just like attached to his performance mm -hmm. i feel and that's me with you know um with when i was watching raging bull taxi driver uh godfather part two the deer mm -hmm. hunter 
even meet the parents he's hilarious in that movie he's hilarious yes. to meet the parents he's great uh-huh. uh, he's so believable and he's got That's this present that is just so it's it's like al pacino has this incredible presence whenever he's in a, even when he's i bet you just when he's in a room you know you're just like blown away you know you have to sit down and yeah he's and especially and he had this little phase i think and i talk about it in um, my raging bull podcast but he had this phase you know in the late 70s and early 80s you know king of comedy deer hunter raging bull um taxi driver um once upon a time in america new york new york um a bunch of great films and again he's got oh it's sam katie yeah, Who's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Max yeah. Katie, Max Katie, Ma- or Max. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Cape right. Fear, he, he's able to transform, yeah. but still add that effect of Robert De Niro. You know, pure Robert oh, De Niro into him that's too. A, yeah, that yeah. At some point, do like uh, the villains because like he was that he was like a crazy. Yeah. Oh. Totally. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. so true, and he he's great, and yeah, and oh, he was a nut, nut. Yeah. I know, and. In Cape Fear, he's just he's horrifying and he's so creepy and he has that creepy yeah. presence, you know, all the, all oh, the tattoos yeah. and he's 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 pure evil in that film. You know, nothing yeah. good about him. Nothing. No, but you're right from the range from from for being able to do that and then going to and doing uh, like meet the parents, like that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah it is. They, totally. I, I can't think of anyone that's done that, like been able to sw- switch over to comedy that seamlessly. Yeah, oh, it's so true. And even like, even in like, an- analyze this with the um, yeah, right. Yeah, he's great in that. Crystal, he, yeah. yeah, he's great. And he's he, no matter what, Goodfellas. Oh my god, you know, the, mm. he, even even in Goodfellas, you know, he's not as big of a role, but even as that uh supporting character. And supporting actor, he is just awesome. You know, he's totally, yeah. he's totally got that feel. And Casino too, he's got that. You know, Casino. Yeah, is awesome, Casino. Man. It's a gangster movie, but it, it is a different character that he, he's it playing is a in that. Character. Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's very a, different. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's it's a like, Jewish um, casino owner. Um, yeah, and you can totally feel like even even if this character isn't like uh, this ridiculous, like uh, you know. Um, crazy range that he needs to fulfill he he does it very very calm and and it's believable he's he's also a kid actor that's able to go from being just very very calm presence and do it a great job without having to do a role say like nicholas cage where it needs to be like insane yeah, over crazy, the yeah. over the top right yeah. you know he, he knows when he needs to uh you know, he knows when he needs to do that and he knows when he needs to stop. But yeah, I, I can talk about him forever, but, but yeah. <laughs> no, those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Any runners up did, did you have? Um, I had, you know, who's a runner up was Bradley Cooper. I, 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 I know I, he was kind of really, on my list too. Like I, I really loved him him. in uh, uh, what the American, uh, Hustle? uh, that too. And then, uh, American sniper, American sniper. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's head good. over too. He's pretty and funny. He, uh, it's good when you can. It it, it shows uh, pretty good um, depth when you can switch between comedy and that too. Like obviously, yeah. he did the Hangover and yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah, he did a good job there. Yeah, All yeah, right. that would have been good. Yeah, I I I know I had considered that too. Yeah, um, yeah. totally. All right, I think That's that it. pretty much sums it up. Thank you guys so much for listening um you guys can listen to me on spotify amazon music and apple music now just got on there um you can leave five star review that'd be awesome you can leave a comment email me um 
at there will be movie reviews at gmail.com. I have an email now. I've got YouTube channel, Instagram at the same name, all the same names. There will be movie reviews, and you can comment, message me, um, and discuss maybe a, a request for a film you would like me to discuss. Um, but yeah, totally. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. No problem. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening.